Hi, I'm Jason Dees with Ethan Van Arnhem, and this is Covenant Equip. Ethan, we are back again with a whole new sermon series, a series that I am really excited about. And I think I'm just as excited about the curriculum that you have put together. And of course, that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, we really hope, if this is the first time you're listening to Covenant Equip, we really hope that this little podcast would be, it's particularly designed for our group leaders, and our hope is that you would listen to this, you'd get into my head as I've been preparing the sermons, you'd get into Ethan's head as he's been preparing the curriculum, we have to answer questions, and to better equip you to equip our people, to teach our people, and to lead them through the material. So Ethan, welcome, Um, excited to talk about all this with you. Yes, so it's a pleasure to be here. I figured first we'd start off talking about your sermon, uh, just kind of really prodding into uh, what's all is going into it and, you know, kind of the motive behind it. Uh, so to start that off, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering why the sermon series on virtue? So like, what is it that really brought that into play? You know, Ethan, I'm going to be very honest. I was at, uh, so some, I think I've maybe said this in a previous Covenant Equip, but I went up to Louisville last October just to think pray, write sermons. I tried to plan out the sermon series for the whole year. And I was thinking about doing uh, some sort of a sermon series um, on Christian virtues or on Christian behavior, uh, or maybe on purity, holiness. I mean, who's talking about these things, Ethan? I mean, I feel yeah. like the, the, we, we, when I grew up in church, um, I do feel like the church kind of leaned toward moralism. Definitely. It, it was not uh it was not void of the gospel, but it was more of a moralistic kind of gospel. And I feel like, you know, in the past, you know, 15, 20 years or so, the church has been kind of coming out of that zone. But and so now it's like we never talk about morality or virtue or anything that can be misinterpreted as moralism. And so uh, which I think is is wrong, and so I, I I was I was praying about that. I was praying about thinking about righteousness, morality, purity, virtues, and I came up with this uh, little book, uh, McKinn, that you've seen it on virtue. It's called the Science of Virtue, and um, I read through it, and I didn't really take any of his ideas, um, but it got my mind racing, and I thought it would be a helpful series for our church, and uh, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, that is something that seems to be lacking in a lot of places lately. Nobody really wants to address those kind of questions. Uh, but what I found interesting kind of looking at that is just uh, you connect virtues with the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about, what, what really drove you to think about virtue and then decide to do the Lord's Prayer to explain it? Yeah, that's a good question. So I want us to be a church that's genuine I want us to be a church. I mean, when you think about a virtue, what are you thinking about? You want to be a virtuous person, not just act in virtuous ways, right? I, I don't want to just act out of virtue. I don't want to just act out humility, whatever that is. I want to be humble, right? I don't want to just act out purity. I want to be pure, right? Right. And so as I was thinking through that, um, you know, I was just thinking about prayer and the necessity of prayer and communing with God in terms of just developing your heart and developing your life and becoming someone new. Um, Bible study and prayer. I mean, these are the kind of the core Christian disciplines. And um, 
and so I thought started thinking about the Lord's Prayer, and um, um, it 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 teaches virtue in a sense. And so obviously this week uh, we talked about humility. Um, yeah. And well, if you have the right view of God, if you are hallowing the name of God, as we said on Sunday, um, that will that will make you enormously humble. And then of course moving forward, we're talking about hope. Everybody needs hope. You know, you need hope to get by in this Christian life. And, of course, the Lord's Prayer is full of hope. You know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Of course, that's a prayer for God to move and act and, and that he would establish his kingdom here and now. But it's it's prayed with the hope that all of these things will come to pass. And, and one day the kingdom of Christ will be fully known. Forgiveness, again, or rather gratitude, another virtue that I think is just essential for the Christian life. Well, again, it flows right out of the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Um, if you really understand where your daily bread... This is something I've been thinking about a lot lately, Ethan. Right. Is how dependent we are on God for everything and how gratitude must be central in the Christian life and how wonderful gratitude is and how humble gratitude makes us. Oh, yeah. And then think about, you know, forgiveness. I mean, Jesus says right after. I mean, there's this really haunting verse right after the Lord's Prayer. Now, we usually, when we pray it, we go, for, thy is it, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. That's actually not in the Bible. Yeah. It's a nice ending, though. I'm not saying anything against it. It's just not biblical. But right after the Lord's Prayer, uh, right after, you know, Jesus says, lead us not to taste the from evil, it says... For if you don't forgive your brother their sins, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your sins. So forgiveness must be a virtue that is true of a Christian. Yeah. And then, of course, the last one is purity. Lead us not into temptation. As I said, um, deliver us from evil. Uh, again, I don't want to confuse, and I tried to be careful with this in the sermon uh, if you were listening, you know, I tried to say this is not virtue as a means of gaining salvation. It's virtue as a response to the salvation that we already have. It's, it's virtue as a response to a relationship with God. So I tried to, um, you know, make that very clear in the sermon. Um, but anyway, as redeemed people, what does purity look like in our lives? So anyway, as you pray the Lord's Prayer, it's not really about these virtues, but I think if you really understand what you're praying, it will produce these virtues. Right. Anyway. It really demonstrates a lot of them. Yeah, that's right. I Just kind of in context, back to what you were saying uh, about really focusing on why we do virtue and not just doing it for the sake of it, but doing it because we're seeking God. As we're moving forward and we're really looking into how these virtues affect our lives and how to apply them, as we seek to become more virtuous people ourselves— uh, what's the most important thing really for us to remember? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just what I said. It's not We're not trying to do virtue. We're trying to be virtuous. And so I think if I want anyone, if I want somebody to take anything away, um, we're trying to pursue to be virtuous. Now, with that said, I, I want to go ahead and say, I want to be very clear about this. I do think doing is a pathway toward being it can be or it can't be it can be a it can it can be a pathway toward hypocrisy or it can be a pathway toward being uh, so for example humility i'll just use that as an example uh, one of the things i encourage christians to do and i'll encourage you to do and you can encourage me to do if we're true if we're truly supposed to 
pursue humility, I think the best thing to do is to hallow the name of God, as we you know talked about right. on Sunday. But I also think you should do humble things, right? Uh, do things that no one's going to notice. Pick up trash. Uh, you know, stay late. Do a hard job. Do something that is quote unquote beneath you. Right. And I think it will create humility in your heart. So um, there is a doing involved. I, 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 but there. But the primary goal here is is to be. Um, so anyway, hopefully that was helpful. I'm really excited. Can we get to the curriculum? Because that's that's why the folks are here, Ethan. <laughs> Nobody listens to Covenant Equip for me. They're one to say, I know I know what the listeners are saying right now. They're saying, what what has e-money cooked up for us this month? Oh yes. Well And so tell me about what's the give me a little overview. How are you gonna tie all this together? Give me a little overview of the curriculum. So I'm actually really excited about the, how the curriculum has turned out this time. Uh, you know, it really expands on the idea of each virtue. Uh, the point is to help people understand what each virtue is and to see it both biblically and kind of historically through biographies. Uh, each week we want our groups to send out a small biography. They'll be about three pages double-spaced on a Word document. I tried to trim them down as much as possible to make them easy to read. Uh, the bios will be related to the virtue that's being discussed. For example, this week, since we're talking about humility, we're actually sending out one on Billy Graham. Uh, the hope is that that's a really that's a really good idea. Yeah, you know, because because you know, it's like how Billy Graham was mega successful. Oh yeah, was meeting with like super presidents. Yet everyone would say about him, he's humble. So that's a great model of humility. Because I think I think you know, some people say was was humility to be quiet or to be meek or to be bashful. Billy Graham certainly wasn't any of those things. Right. Yet he was very humble at the same time. So yeah, thanks for that. I'm I'm excited to read it. Yeah, and so that's that's really why we chose it. Just so that when your group meets together, uh, they'll be able to discuss Billy Graham's life and just aspects of the humility he showed and kind of how that applies to our lives as well. Uh, from there, though, the curriculum will go on to actually try and define what each virtue is and give some examples. And then after that, we'll look at one biblical passage that captures the idea. This week is one of my favorite passages, and that's Philippians 2, the classic, The classic humility passage. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. Have the mind of Christ. Be like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Willing to do everything that was most definitely Even death on a cross. Him. Yeah. And so those kind of passages will be kind of the light that gives us the context uh, and helps us to really expand and look into what each of these virtues are. That's great, man. So what is what is like the common theme, if you would say, that, you know, obviously we're looking at purity and humility and hope and, you know, forgiveness. I mean, very different things. So is there something common that's going to run throughout? Yeah, and so the one thing that really runs throughout these is well-timed because we're coming right off of Easter, and that's just kind of focusing on the gospel itself. Uh, the point being that we really only understand and apply these virtues in light of what Jesus has already done for us. Yes. We see his humility in the cross. We see his hope in the glory of God. We see the need for gratitude and the debt he has paid. We see the need to forgive others in what he has forgiven us. And we see the path to purity through his words and his spirit. The point being really that the virtues are not the goal. Love for God is. 
But when we love God, we seek to imitate him, and that's why we practice these virtues. It's kind of what I was saying. You, you want to please your father. Right. If you really believe that God loves you the way the gospel says that he does, then you want to please him. Yeah. He's really become your father, and you want to... That's awesome. That's, I'm really getting excited about this. Um, just so you all know, hey, listeners, just so you know, I have not read the curriculum yet, and I am a fellow... Um, I'm a fellow group leader, so I'm kind of like y'all. I'm kind of listening to this for the first time, and this is going to be great. Okay, so what what do I need to know? What else do our leaders need to know, Ethan? Well, so the hard part of teaching on virtues is that you really need to live them out. Uh, As we teach, we really have to look at our own lives, and we have to come face-to-face with the areas where we struggle. Uh, It's not about trying to look perfect in front of people or in front of our group, but really trying to relate to them. Virtues are difficult. They are not something that comes naturally to us, and we need to communicate to our people that we are not perfect Christians who have mastered these virtues, but fellow travelers still trying to apply them. This is a good time, you know, to be a little more vulnerable with your groups. Point out things like your own struggles with humility, and that will help encourage them. And ironically, it will help you with your humility. Mm. Well done. Well done, Ethan. Yeah, I mean, I think, obviously, look, our goal is not to teach virtue. Right. Our goal is to be virtuous, and uh, we want to pursue that together. That's the right place to do it. We pursue these things in community, being vulnerable with one another, trusting in Christ together. So, well, this is going to be great, Ethan. I'm really excited about the curriculum, and thanks for all your hard work on it. But you know what time it is now? Helpful tip time. It's time for the tip of the month, the tip of the series. <laughs> all right, Ethan, I think this this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately that I really want to be true of our groups. We've had some practical, helpful tips, right? We talked yeah. about communicating with your group. We talked about being consistent with your group. These things are really practical. But today I'm going to talk about something maybe a little less practical, but, but that I want to be a goal of every group. And here it is. It's friendship. Friendship, okay? I, I want you as group leaders to think about friendship. We want friendship to happen in our groups. Our groups are programmed community, okay? Which is good. Programmed community is certainly not bad. And it puts people together and, you know, people are being discipled and people are growing. People are building relationships. But within those programmed communities, we want to see organic friendships occur, okay? When I say organic... Sometimes organic needs a little boost, right? It needs a little help. It needs to be planted in the right place. So I would just be thinking as a group leader, okay, who in this group needs to be friends? Or how can I encourage friendship in this group? How can I encourage the people in my group to be getting together for coffee or for dinner or for a lunch or, you know, just to go for a walk? How can I be encouraging these people in my group to really get together and be vulnerable with one another? Right. And anytime you're in a co-ed group, uh, you know, my group's co-ed, your Fulkerson group, yeah. co-ed, um, Graham sitting right here, co-ed. Uh, anytime you're in a co-ed group, uh, vulnerability is going to happen, but it's not going to happen at a super, super deep level, right? Right. There's always going to be just a little bit of hesitation and barrier there. Men's groups, women's groups are better for vulnerability. And even those, sometimes if you don't really know, if people do people are coming in and out, there can be... Um, you know, there, there could be some walls there. Yeah. Where, where should vulnerability really take place? And I think, you know, we can do closed groups, program things, but the best thing, we don't want to put walls on that for you. Real Christians should have friends. 
that you love and that you pursue and that you're encouraging and you're confessing sin with and that you're praying with. And your group is a great place for that to happen. Serving on the hands team is a great place for that to happen. Worshiping in church or hanging out in the lounge. There's a lot of places, there's a lot of environments to build friendships. But what we, what one of our main goals here at the church would be there'd be real friendships among our members, among the people in our uh, uh, church. And, and I think your groups, you really want to start to see that happen in your groups. You know, Paige and I, we have the young adult group. We're the least cool people in the group because everybody's <laughs> young and cool. And one of the things that brings me so much joy is they're starting to hang out. They're right. starting to build friendships. And they'll use our little group text for it. And sometimes I'll reply, like, you know, they'll they'll be having like a party or something. I'll say, well, I can't make it. Um, and Paige will always make fun of me, like, they weren't inviting you anyway, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I, I just wanted to let them know the old the old man's not going to show up. You kids have fun. <laughs> but the, the point is, is I, that brings me a lot of joy because friendships are forming, and and right. and I want to see that in all of your groups that 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 people within them would really become friends. So as a leader, pray for that, uh, stir that, plant that, uh, try to get that going, and obviously be that too. I mean, you need friendships just as much as everybody else in your group does. Oh yeah. So anything else to add, Ethan? You want the last word? Uh, you know, not too much more to add to that. You know, we're really looking forward to following up with all of you, just kind of hear how your groups are doing and really get to invest in your guys' life. And, you know, just remember, we really are here because we want to help equip and serve you through this. Well said, Ethan. And I can just vouch for Ethan. He has truly a heart to serve and to help uh, you group leaders. I want to thank you for all you do. Um, it's really just the heart uh, of uh, a healthy church, and I'm so glad that you guys are engaged with our members as you are. Well, for Ethan Van Arnum, uh, curriculum developer extraordinaire, and Jason Dees, this has been Covenant Equip. Thanks for listening.